Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Humanity First. And today uh, we have a special guest. I don't know if I can call you a special guest. Not really special. It's the fifth time you've been on this show. Um, But actually, uh, our new executive vice president of strategy and business development, Yulia Lego. Hi, how are you? I'm well, Peter. How are you? I'm well. Um, Thought it was good. Uh, You know, it's funny because when we we talk about our organization, we talk about it in so many different ways. We talk about it in the present and what we're doing in the present. But an agency this big can never really um, ignore the fact that the future is somewhere where we're going mm-hmm. to spend an awful lot of time. And, um, and as we talk about strategy and as we talk about business development and really concentrating more on a, on a strategy for uh, the future and for how we're going to build our services, I thought it would be nice if you came in and talked a little bit about the position and um, – and why an organization like this really needs to concentrate uh, on these kind of things. And, you know, I think it's true to say that um, the system that we work within, probably for the last 30 or 40 years, has been very similar in the way that, mm-hmm. de- that, that services are delivered, if you think about it. We're, we exist in these silos where if it's child welfare, it's under one department. If it's yeah. adult services for um, developmental disabilities in another. And so we've known where our funding comes from and we've built our programs around where the funding is coming from. Um, that's kind of an old concept now, I think, just in terms of this notion of uh, integration mm-hmm. of all parts of health into the individual, um, which, and from that comes this idea of building a system of care, making sure that you're not delivering services for one person over here, and then you've got another service delivering service over there, and they don't speak to each yes. other, which opens up this whole world of interconnectability, interoperability, how organizations speak to each other mm-hmm. uh, internally as well as externally. And I know that you are somebody who believes deeply in building systems of care. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does that tie in with the idea of strategy and business development going forward? You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about um, when I used to manage a consulting business. And I had a, a CEO came in. He had, well, had built up a large human service agency, did a lot of group homes. Um, and his, his new director of philanthropy wanted him to get a strategic plan. So he came in, came in, met with me, and we were talking. He goes, you know what my strategy's always been? Opportunity. When there's an opportunity, I take it. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, that's, you know, you can still do that, but you need to have some plan around it, some goals, some direction. And he really didn't like that idea. So eventually f- fired his director of development and just kept on doing things his own and way. how did that turn out? Um, he's not there anymore. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, these are... This is such a good example in so many ways, though, isn't it? Because because people are successful at doing yes. that, and the, and it's not like it, it's not black and white, is it? You can no. actually be successful by taking opportunity. You can, and and opportunity. You always have to be open for opportunity. Just because you have a strategy and a direction, it doesn't mean you say no to something that's coming up on the horizon. But it's being more planful about what you do go after. Um, so right now we're looking at different business developments that fit within kind of the direction we're going in. We're building a pharmacy because it supports our residential program, but also with the substance use disorder work we're going to do in the community health center, it'll help support that work as well. And we're looking at now building a laboratory that will help support what we do in the substance use disorder programs. Um, it's a revenue stream for BAMSI. It helps expand our services, but it fits in with where we want to go. Because um, otherwise we'd be outsourcing that. 
So let's think about what we need as a system of care to help someone come in and get everything they need in one location. Well, that's an interesting comment about outsourcing because I hear outsourcing a lot nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are efficiencies and benefits mm-hmm. to doing that under certain circumstances. But the idea, the pharmacy is a really good example. And, and I'll follow up with, a, with another question for you afterwards. But, you know, it. It's the right thing to do for – when you ask that question about why we're doing this, it's almost like there should be three or four answers to mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do because, yes. right? And that is answered by the uh, the system and the framework that you mm-hmm. have around you. And if you don't have that system and the framework, you might have a one answer uh, for it's the right thing to do, right? Yes, exactly. Um, I'm thinking right now um, we had a call from Identigo who does fingerprinting. And they're thinking of getting rid of their Brockton office and was looking for a partner who might take that over. And my first thought was, well, that doesn't really fit with the strategy we have of business development. Like, I really don't want to get into the fingerprinting business. But one of our goals is to support, better support our workforce. And so I talked to HR. Would this be helpful if we brought this in-house? I'm sure someone else will take it over. We don't have to be the ones to do it. But what's the benefit of Bamsey doing it for our employees? Um, and they said they're potentially a good ben- big benefit and maybe some cost savings. So the next thing is, okay, let's look at the revenue. Um, if it's not going to be, you know, bring in additional revenue, it's going to break even or just be a small gain, then it's probably not worth our resources. And that's that's kind of a key piece of it. Yeah. So, you know, you could extrapolate that to everything. Yep. Couldn't you? you could say Bamsley Laundry Servicing. Yep. And then you ask that question. Go, so go through that with me. If I, yeah. if I say to you, oh, we're all into entrepreneurism. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do a laundry system uh, business for our agency? How would you talk us through how you would sort of look to ask some questions that would arrive at the answer? So I think I'd want to do an analysis of what we currently spend right. on laundry service. So this would be in-house. So every home yeah. has a washer-dryer. How much time does staff spend changing sheets, doing washing and drying of clothes, um, what what would be the expense of creating a central location? How would we do the transportation to that? And would it free up staff time? Would it you know would it benefit them? Would it and then would it save us money overall? And then how would we integrate that into the workflow? Right. Um, you know, would we use our own vans to transport it? What makes sense? Um, and in the end, I suppose, what's the benefit? in terms of the quality that we're offering yeah. um, the folks who, who who we're providing services to. So I think that's a really good example of <laughs> that, that rushing at something that seems like a good idea yeah. needs an awful lot of thought before we decide. Uh, and so let's go back to pharmacy. When we made that decision mm-hmm. about pharmacy, we applied all of those questions, right? Yes. We had... Um, uh, we had issues with the way that external providers were delivering, mm-hmm. um, and we saw an opportunity to develop a business line. And I think one of the things that we talk about a lot is um, what is the mix of things that we do financially? Yes. Um, it isn't the only determinant of how of whether or not we go on and provide those services. And there are many examples in this organization where uh, we don't cover our costs, but not doing it would not would would be really detrimental to our community. Yes. Uh, and so then finding 
the, because we have to balance the books at the yeah. end of the day, right? So finding something which will offset that revenue mm-hmm. is important for us. A lot of people say, oh, you know, that's not a, a true nonprofit. But but argue that with me. Why, why is it okay to try and develop business lines um, in, a, in a nonprofit agency? Well, for any organization, no money, no mission. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the thing about a nonprofit business model is the people who are receiving the services aren't the ones who actually pay for them. So you want to be able to provide services to individuals who can't bear the full cost. You have to figure out how to get that paid for. Um, so you're looking for funding however you can get it. Um, so building systems around that helps you get better funding. And more um, integrated services helps you pull from different places to put together a system of care. You know, as we're talking, I'm thinking about our our dayhab program, mm-hmm. and we we were looking at how do we get more people to the dayhabs. Um, the question came up: Do we start a transportation agency? So we were doing the transportation ourselves, and it would potentially benefit, but the the revenue wasn't there. So we would lose money on trying to provide that service, and there wasn't really any way for us to make it up. Um, so while it, it was interesting thing to consider. We had to go look at other solutions to build up the dayhabs. Um, you know, it just means that opportunity isn't the best one for us right now. Let's look at others. Which is essential because if you run into those kind of things, the idea is good and you don't really do your due diligence mm-hmm. to find out whether that is something that's sustainable. Yes. Then organizations can get into a lot of trouble. Yeah, because it's one thing to think, hey, this would be a great, we have vans, let's go just do it. And then when you actually do the pro forma and look out, you're like, well, actually, we're, we're losing money. Right. Well, also, you know, one of the other things that I heard was, do we have to create, uh, do we have to be a livery service at that, which is a whole new yep. insurance mm-hmm. and um, registration with the state. Um, and, you know, we live in a very complicated um, sort of uh, a world where we have to follow a lot of rules and knowing that I think is really important. But just going back to how things answer up to our strategic plan, um, you know, when you're, uh, when the person came in and said, I, 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 I just take opportunities and and I guess eschewed the idea of a strategic plan. um, What's the benefit of having that kind of infrastructure, um, and is that difficult to follow in terms of whether – because people are having ideas all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's so it's a little bit of a cultural shift, I think, mm-hmm. in an agency that has been traditionally a little more siloed um, to think about everyone rowing in the same direction. So I think a lot about IT and all their different projects. And SSA has some long-term plans. Um, but every time we come up with something new to do in a different program that requires IT to change – they have to put their planning on hold. Um, so sometimes it looks like they're taking forever to get something done when really they're just pivoting to meet needs. But if we were all kind of on the same page and gant out, this is what IT is doing for the next year because it dovetails with these projects that we're planning. And we're all planning together. You know, finance knows what's happening. Facility knows what's happening. We tend to see progress um, and we accomplish things more quickly. And then we can move on to the next thing right. as opposed to everyone kind of doing to do projects at the same time and – they just seem to go on and on because they don't have the resources. Right. That's Sase Johnson, who is our VP of IT, of mm-hmm. course. Shout out to Sase there. Yay, Sase. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, I think that's right. And that the other idea of this whole process is um, is people being 
involved at the right time yes. or not being involved at the right time. Um, and just sort of shifting onto the uh, system of care piece, um, it is, you know, as we move into integration, and I believe that in 10 years from now, our healthcare system is going to look very yes. different. I hope so. It better do because we'll never <laughs> so, so, no. solve the issue of national debt when we're spending twenty no. percent of our gross domestic product on healthcare, which ends up with us being thirty second in yes. the world. Um, there's something wrong with that. I think there's a I think there's a role for us in there because as we look at healthcare outcomes, we're finding take behavioral health for, for instance. We're finding that that's a very cheap. Uh, intervention. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell by what a psychiatrist gets paid to what a vascular surgeon gets paid. It's a very, it's a cheap intervention that affects the physical life of people as well. There's integration mm-hmm. for you. So, what is the role of these human service agencies that manage people's social determinants of health? Um, if we don't build a system mm-hmm. of care. My feeling is that we miss out on that massive opportunity. You know, it's like this whole, I I think people from behavioral health, human services have been tapping the world on the shoulder with a message for a long time. And I think the world has turned around. And if we're not integrated and if we're not talking to each other ourselves about a system of care, you know, it's going to be very difficult to persuade other people to come into that. I really like that we have this helpline program. And how that supports individuals who come in and, you know, they might have a variety of other issues, but just getting their rent paid, yeah. getting connected to the right services, having that navigation help is is critical. And you talked about the social determinants of health. You can't really start addressing some of the more serious issues you might be facing if you don't have those basic needs met. Um, I remember when I was coming up as a legal aid attorney, I was impressed by a local hospital that brought on legal aid attorneys to help their people being discharged because that was a major impediment. Um, they needed housing, and they were being kicked out for various reasons. So having legal resources improved their health outcomes. You know, um, Helpline is one of our most loved programs mm-hmm. in the Brockton area. In fact, whenever the mayor mentions Bamsey, you know the Helpline is coming shortly after that, and it has been a wonderful program for a long time. Um, but it's a great example of what we can do with something like that. Yeah. This idea, you know, the old expression of a, a handout to a hand up, you yeah. know, and, and obviously people um, need occasionally financial support. Yes. And it's wonderful that we can do with that, with that. It's wonderful that we have funders. But the thought of, of building our system of care, which allows people not only to take care of their whatever needs are in front of them, but also develop um, you know, uh, with with help around, I don't know, social um, uh, uh, entrepreneurship, yeah. for instance, that kind of thing. Um, you know, the, the the possibilities are endless mm-hmm. once you once you decide that you're going to move in the direction of a system of care. Absolutely, um, and it's community building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think who is better? I mean, as we look at our community mental health uh, behavioral health center application, mm-hmm. um, and I don't. I don't want to jinx anyone, but there is no organization in this community better set to do that. When you think about what we do with our HIV uh, AIDS programming, yes. uh, preventative work around that, this isn't just about treatment. It's about prevention. It's about building uh, a system that supports Brockton and the many, many other times that, t- towns that we serve. And it's an exciting time to be involved, um, not only in what we're doing now, which we do so wonderfully, 
but what the opportunities are for us uh, going forward. And um, uh, it's it's going to be there's a lot of work to be done, but there's a lot of us to do it. I think I'm very excited about the opportunities. I think yeah, the future is bright. Yeah, Yulia, thank you so much for coming on and thank updating you, Peter. us.